Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing that is on your word. We know we shall not leave this place until your word transforms us. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 23, verse 23. Matthew 23, 23. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and anise, and come in, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. He said, these ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. Praise the Lord. So we are considering the covenant of tithing. God bless you. Please take your seat. Here on earth, nothing happens by chance. As a child of God, you need to understand that the blessings of the Lord, they are provoked. And God has giving us cardinal principles in the word of God through which we can provoke the blessings that are in store for us in the spiritual places. When we talk about the covenant, the covenant is what houses our blessings, our provisions, which is in the blessing, our protection in the blessing, our elevation in the blessing, our wisdom, our knowledge, our power, all the things you can think about, glory, favor, excellence, success, if you like, all of that are in the covenant. So, the covenant gives us rights and also gives us benefits or privileges. Mostly our problem is that we are fixated on what a covenant can do, but we do not learn of how to appropriate what the covenant can do for us. And knowing that you have a covenant is not the reason why you will enjoy the benefit. It is knowing what to do with the covenant that determines how much of the blessings, if you will even get any, how much of the blessings you will stand to enjoy. So, for instance, the covenant of Tithing has to do with 
two important places in our lives. Number one, it has to do with supernatural abundance. Number two, it has to do with supernatural security or preservation. Now, if you put the two together, it is prosperity in security. Now, without this covenant of tithing, you might succeed in living your life here on earth, but I'm telling you that from the perspective of the word of God, there are things that are meant for you that will not manifest in your life continually. And that will mean you are shortchanging your own destiny. So I believe at this point it is important that those of us who are already tithing will have a deeper revelation and understanding about tithing so that we can receive much more than we have been receiving. And those of us who have not started tithing, God will help us to start tithing. Is it, are there good objectives for this teaching? The scripture we read in Matthew 23, 23 said that some people are hypocrites because they are specialists in the law and they do not adhere to the core values of the law. He calls it weightier matters. And Jesus is the one talking. He said, you Pharisees and scribes, you are legalistic. So Jesus is saying, it beats my mind how you have set aside the weightier matters of the law. Simply put, for every one of us, we have the tendency of setting aside the things that are mostly important for every one of us, under grace or under law. That's human behavior. Human tendency has a way of setting aside weightier matters and focusing on lighter matters. So for us who are children of God, we have to take a clue from this that the things that we pursue, we might pursue them and yet leave the weightier matters that will help us to achieve them. Because you can just be embroidered with peripheral matters. Matters that are lighter. Matters without which you will be able to live your life anyway can become the core issues you are pursuing and you would leave the weightier matters by the side. I'm praying that you will not be caught in it. So Jesus said, you are hypocrites because you ought to have upheld judgment, mercy, and faith. And these ought ye to have done and not leave the other undone. What is the other is talking about? The tithe. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe. So he's already addressed the issue of tithe, but you have omitted. So the other here, Jesus is referring to, has to do with what? The tithe. So you can see that Jesus himself is validating the payment of the tithe. In the New Testament, under the new covenant. 
He said, do this. And don't allow this one to pass. So I'm just giving you a fact about the tithe that Jesus validated, corroborated the payment of the tithe, praise the Lord, in the New Testament. So that's a fact, number one, I'm telling you. Now, number two, Hebrews 7, 8, the tithe is recognized, received, and registered in heaven when you pay. It is recognized, Hebrews 7, 8. And here men that die receive tithe, but there he received them of whom it is witness that he liveth. So Jesus is the one that the Bible witnesses that he liveth forever. And he's saying that when you pay your tithe here, here men who die like me at some point in time, when my work is done on earth and I'm full of age, I will die. But for now, I'm a priest here after the order of Jesus, which is after the order of Melchizedek. A priesthood that will never end. It says, when we call for Titus and you come, it is recognized. Do you see it's recognized there? And here men that die receive tithe. But there, there, and Jesus is a high priest forever. He received them. So if he is there receiving them, it means that tithing is recognized. Received and registered in heaven. So when men receive them here, it, they are recognized there, received and registered by the high priest. Not just even human recordings. It's powerful. So it, there shouldn't be a time where they say, oh, tithe has passed. It's, no, it, God is still recognizing. Jesus is still the high priest. He's still recognized. He's still receiving. As long as I'm receiving them here, he's recognizing, he's receiving, and he's registering there as a high priest. Number three, the tithe was confirmed by the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. This book, it is widely believed that was written by Apostle Paul because it flows in the same way that his other writings, that's one of the school of thoughts of his flow. So Apostle Paul, who is the most prolific preacher of the grace of God, recognized in Hebrews that tithing is recognized, received, and registered in heaven. So, Tithing is important. Tell somebody, tithing is important. What is a tithe? We learned that the tithe is God's portion in man's possession. That is to say that for everything that touches your hands, there is a portion that belongs to God. Is it clear? There is no ambiguity in the preaching we preach here. There is no confusion. So, it's important that we learn these things. What did we say again? We said that the tithe is what? 
The tithe is a recognition of God's ownership of all things. We also say that it is the practicalization of God's first existence, the God first existence. That when you honor God with a tithe, you are practicalizing the principle that God is first in your life. It is also the confirmation of man's conquest or mastery of mammon. That money does not rule you and the God of money does not rule you. If you are able to give the tithe, you are giving a clear impression, expression, a clear message that you have conquered the spirit of greed and materialism. Number five, it is a proof of man's obedience to God's instruction. Now, for this service, we are going to handle the tithe, which is, it is the recognition of God as the secret of man's accomplishment. Look at a scripture like James 1.17. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. With whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good and every perfect gift is from above. And it cometh from who? The father of what? Lights. Somebody say, I'm light. And say, God is my father. And say, every good and perfect gift in my life comes from the Lord. So here it is clear that God is the source of all good and perfect gift. Your life is the first good and perfect gift God made. If you read Genesis, you would find out that when he created man, God made a statement. All this while he was saying, good, good elephant, good tree. But when he came to man, he said, very good. Very good. It. It, it passes good. So there is good in you and there is the very above the good in you. So good and perfect gift. Because of course, there was no other description in Genesis about what God created. And the highest at that point was very good. So, the perfection of what God had made in terms of the gift he gave on this earth, man is the good and the perfect gift. One of them. And there are blessings that have been put in you. And he says that you being the good and the perfect, like I'm here, like I'm a pastor by the grace of God. If I save a mad person, I am the good and the perfect gift God has given to that mad person. Two of us. If a psychiatrist saves somebody who is mentally derailed, that is the good and perfect. Because a, a, a mechanic, a vehicle mechanic cannot do that. So you yourself, you are a gift. And you are perfect. Everything God gave is perfect. And so everything to he has given to the perfect man he created is also good and what? Perfect. So the marriage you have, the job you have, is it powerful? Great. 
Good and perfect gift. So you have to ask yourself certain questions. I mean, people believe that whatever they have, they have because they have certain um, elements in them that gives them what they have. Question you need to ask is that, how does money come? You need to ask that question. It's a fundamental question you need to ask. If you are rich, you have to ask yourself, how does money come? And then if you're able to ask that question, possibly you need to ask yourself, maybe you will tell yourself, when you work hard, when you have great ideas, is that also? Any answer for how money comes is a good answer. But you move further and ask yourself, who woke you up this morning? Psalm 3, verse 3. Psalm 3, verse 3. Watch this. Please, watch this. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. Go on. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of the holy hill. Four, five. Watch this. Everybody read with me. One, go. I laid me down and slept. I awaked for the Lord, what? That you did not sleep the sleep of death. Or you did not sleep alive and wake up in the grave. Somebody was responsible for that. Somebody. It's powerful. So he said, my idea is, who woke you up? The, the energy you have, who gave it to you? Do you know how a lung functions? Have you created a nose before? Can you create a nose? Do you even know the processes or the material that is used to create a nose? What filters the air you breathe? I'm preaching. So to, to hit your hand on your chest and say, my own strength has guided me this, is to put yourself in Luke chapter 12. When the man guarded and filled his band, and say, my strength has gathered me all these things. My soul, eat and have rest. But it's not every rest that is in peace. And he didn't wake up again. That pain, the tithe is recognizing that everything I have was given to me by God. You say, ideas. Ideas. Steve Jobs came, had idea for iPhone, an Apple product. The product is alive. The man is gone. It tells you that the idea is owned by somebody. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Samehimi. An American would say Samehimi. To say, this is my idea, this is my idea. When you die, the idea will still be here. Because there is a bigger owner of the idea you are claiming to own. 
is powerful. Salakulapa, Sigrada Baraza, Shalu Kalama. If your gift gives you rooms and brings you blessings, you have to recognize that there is a blesser. Every good and perfect gift. I mean, some of you, your mother cannot sing a tone. A tone or a semitone or half tone. But you, when you open your mouth, and you see, since science say, and even Bible corroborates that everything produces after its own kind. I'm saying that the way your father cannot sing, you should not be able to sing. But you are singing because a God saw you and put a wired you beyond your biology. Oh, I'm feeling it. Hi, some hear me. Recognize the giver of the gift. That's why we pay tithe. So he said, my ideas, my life. Who gave you the ideas? One day Jacob was there. He had served for so many years, he was still poor. And God gave him an idea. That was the beginning of his wealth. So honoring God with the tithe is recognizing God as the secret of man's accomplishment. So when you do not honor God with a tithe, you are just saying that, okay, my own strength has given me, my own hard work has given me, like in the Western world, there's this claim of how hard I work, how I wake up and... <laughs> That's why the West sickness is saying they are not in Africa. Not here at all. Even God knows we can't handle it. So he is our hospital. So he doesn't even allow. Mm -mm. Yeah. The people who say they got it. Now they for handle. Some of the sicknesses you see one, 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 one around here. They are a mass. Yeah. It's very common to see somebody pushing their lungs on a machine. Walking in London, just, just pushing. That's the machine is breathing for them. You hardly will you see here. People are walking with all manner of gadgets. I said we have one, one, one here. But plenty they are there. They made it there before they brought it here. Because they like to claim that their own ability and intelligence has made them where that, that's why from time to time God makes them know that there is somebody who sits up there to arrange how this life should be. So once in a while you call something called Katrina. You say, Katrina, where are you? And Katrina will say, I want to pass through town. And you will know that technology is not able to stop Katrina. Tsunami. You will rebuild, but just to wait. That's why they don't even build permanently. Because they know that of all the things they can claim, that when the owner strikes, (laughs) 
the more you let the God element out of a system, the more disaster will pursue that system. If you like. So, when God says, give me the tithe, it's just one out of ten, or ten out of hundred. It's the least portion God is, is asking you to give him. So, when you keep that one portion, you are telling him that all the trouble the ninety can bring, you manage yourself. That when the devourer looks at the ninety and start coming, that you have what it takes to stop the devourer. So God will say, no problem. <laughs> Ghana has to be independent and then the black man must rule himself. That's fine. <laughs> Ghana. Ghana. Eish. Labakusa labaya. Eish. Freedom is expensive. Freedom is what? So there are people, look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. For it is God which worked in you both to one will that your mind works to be creative to write a lyric. It is something that is at work in you because you are not intelligent. We know you failed maths. We know you, uh, the literature you went to do, the core English, uh, what did you get? They leaked the questions and you still found a way to have an E. Cognitively, we know you are not very stimulated. You are not, it's, it's not like, you are not... Some of the things you are doing there, it is a mystery to even to yourself. For God is working in you. What is working in you? Some people, it's alcohol that works in them. Ask somebody, do you know what is working in you? (laughs) What is working in you? Some people, demons work in them. Or your company is working in you. But as for me, I am in the scripture. For God is working in you. Giving you the desire. desire. Because some of us, in the room poor we sleep in, it's difficult for us to sweep. Because we, we are not people who are energized to do things. You are like, you were born a Perfect phlegmatic. It's not like you grew up to see that. You know, you are. It's like inbuilt. So this one that you have desire. I want to be this. I'm going to become this. You have creative idea. It, it is God who is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. The desire and the power. You see, so some people have the desire, but they cannot execute. That, that executory ability is given by God. That's why you think about plenty things. 
You are a bank of ideas. But you have little to show. Because you don't recognize God. There is something pushing you to do what you are doing. It's God. Some of you, your father is surprised that you have come this far. Yeah. Because the way you started, the line was very clear. That you were headed for failure. Yeah. But God has given you the ability to restrain and constrain yourself from things you did not have power to stop. And today, God has blessed you like that. You can now put your hand on your chest and say, my own strength. So if you, what are you even talking about? We should pay tithes. Yeah. When we wake up in the snow, when we, when we walk in the sun, please, see, relax. Tell somebody, relax. I, I don't even want to say a lot. You see, in real estate, one of the cardinal principles is location, location, location. Location is everything. Prime area property will give you more. But if you are a child of God, you will know that this church being here is not an accident. But there is something called a God factor. So in Act, Act chapter 17, verse 28, watch this very carefully, please. If you don't remember any message I have ever preached, remember this forever. Act 17, 28. It says something. And this is what the scriptures said. For in him we live and move and what exist. King James says, and have what are being. As some of your own poets have said, for we are also his what offspring. Now, go back to King James and then look for boundaries for me in that same book of Acts. Because it shows that the Lord set boundaries. He said what? So, it is a reason why somebody who was born in Accra lives in New York. It's not because you got a visa. Some of you, the way they even gave you the visa, you can't explain. Because you didn't have anything. In fact, when you had everything, they refused you. And when you didn't have anything, that's when they gave you. It tells you that having a visa or not having a visa, it has nothing to do with you. So the moment you think it has everything to do with you, that's when you start failing. That's why some people say, I've traveled here, I've traveled here. They will go to U.S. Embassy and they say, we don't care about your travel history. Sit down. Because it's not on God's program by this time. So having the, the 
grace and uh, look, I like the scripture. I, I knew it was somewhere here. And has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell all the face of the earth. That's it. Man will cover the face of it. And has determined the times before appointed. The times were determined before. And the bands of their habitation. So where you live is not even your decision. That's why when you are looking for a house, you go here, you don't seem to like it. You go here, you don't say. Then you get to a place and your spirit will settle. Because it is God that determines the bands of man. So why are, you not, why are you living in Accra instead of Manchester? God has determined it. Because in that determination, look at that scripture well, because some people, it's difficult for them to combine three things. Their head pains them. In this scripture, he's saying that <laughs> the bands of your habitation, they are predetermined and appointed by God. And because of that, you dwell where you dwell. Then there are times, there are seasons here in that scripture connected to nations and territories. And you know your times and your seasons, they determine your fruitfulness. So God is saying that when your time and season to become whatever you have to become according to my plan comes, I will determine where you should strategically be to receive because I will energize that environment to accommodate that blessing. Well, you, you, you don't have what it takes to energize your environment. That's why you are struggling. If you try to do it by yourself, you will struggle. You will do all that there is to do in terms of being diligent. I'm telling you that the final pressing of the button that makes it work is not in your power. That's why you see people sing. We don't remember their song. Some people will just sing. Tum. Tum, 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 tum. You understand? All of us want to sing that song. It is the tithe that makes you recognize that God is the source of my success. So when you start chopping the tithe, huh, you are just saying that I am that I am. <laughs> Look at someone and say, You. <laughs> Tell somebody, the tithe is a clear sign that you are humble in heart. That's it, though. When you pay the tithe, what happens? Malachi 3.10. Watch it. Malachi 3.10 says that when you pay the tithe, the heavens shall be opened. So the tithe is a scriptural key. Is what? For an open heavens. So what it means is that 
When you hold the tithe, you have a key. But not everybody holding the tithe earns the payment of the tithe. Because all the time, for instance, you have your salary. So you will always have the key. Jesus said, my father's house, there are many what? I give you the keys. He will give you the salary, assuming that's where you pay your tithe from. So you will always have the key. But some people stand behind the door forever. They never open the door. So every time you will have the key, when God gives you substance, having the key is not a sign that you have entered. Paying the tithe means you have used the key to enter. That's how he says that. You pay the tithe, I will open the windows of it. It's the payment that opens the window, not the knowing. You pay, you are using the key. You don't pay, you have put the key in your pocket. And I know some of you, you, you put your key in your pocket and you start running around. My key is missing. Where is my key? Have you remembered? I'm just trying to remind you how you went back to town looking for a key that was in your pocket. Looking for the key to an open heavens. When you've already put it, that, that, that key is in your account. Or is in a Gucci bag you bought. You hide the key and you tell stories. Why am I outside? I've hidden the key. So Jesus calls some people hypocrites because he said that they hold the key to knowledge. Some people have the key. They don't use it. That's one of the definitions of hypocrisy. That you have the key and we are still standing outside and mosquitoes are biting us. That's why I said the devourer will find you because the key is supposed to make you go inside. Lock yourself against the devourer. But you are still standing here when devourer is coming and you don't have the power to stop the devourer. But I've given you a key for your security against the devourer. Let him fight the door, not you. You put the key in your pocket. What should God do again? And it's all about eating the least part of the bigger pack. 10%. The, the VAT in Ghana is at least 17.5. Government takes more than God takes. And you still don't have water. I, I, can I preach this thing? What are the benefits of open heavens? I, I just tell you a few. What are the benefits of open heavens? Whatever opens the heaven or whatever brings a blessing for an open heaven, it shall become your blessing when the tithe opens the heavens for you. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed here? There was a man, I think his name is called William Colgate. Some of you have read about him. He, he brought the Colgate toothpaste, all this olive, blah, 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 blah. 
He said something. He said, they said the Bible said we should pay tithe and it is 10%. He said, that means giving God the smaller portion. He said, I refuse to give God the smaller portion because God is bigger than me. I give him the big portion. So he was giving 90. And after giving the 90, he became so wealthy that at some point in time, he said, I have wealth that can take care of my generation. So, every profit I have from hence is tight. That's it. Oh, his business, he doesn't take a couple. He said, whatever God gave me for paying 90% as tight can take care of me forever. New businesses, whatever that is coming, everything is tight to the kingdom. If somebody paid tithe 90% and became so wealthy that he didn't need new businesses and they are profit again. So there is open heaven. And one of the things that happens when there is an open heaven, according to Malachi 3.10, is that there is supernatural blessings like rain. Blessings like what? It comes. So when the tithe is paid, the heavens open and blessings pour like rain. Now, people who hold the tithe, non-tithers, chase things and poverty meets them. But tithers, most of us live like Esau. Like every time when it has to be a blessing time, you must go hunting in the bush. Is the reason why by the time you come, the blessing has been collected. Though. You are Esau, like full Esauite. Every time you must go and hunt for it. Jacob says, this thing is in the house. So I take it in the house, I give you, I collect the blessing. And most of the time, by the time he can say, I have blessed him. And it cannot be reversed. Because in your mind, you are a hunter. It's like, I eat the ten, I go hunting again. I eat the ten, I go hunting again. But there is a way that blessings can be put on you. And everything you are hunting for can be collected around you. I don't know if God is talking to somebody here. So it's a blessing. Praise the Lord. Look at Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 1. I'm showing you what open heavens will do for you. Ezekiel 1.1. 1, 1. Shall we read it together? One go. Now it came to pass in the 13th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Chiba, that the heavens were opened. And what happened? I saw visions of God. When the tithe opens the heavens, you will see generational transforming visions. Wealth that has got global impact. I'm not talking about vision. You saw an elephant. You saw no. I'm talking about creative ideas. 
God will open your eyes to something that will redefine your generation forever because of an open heavens. Why will I hold the tithe and struggle to think about what to do next? When it will open the heavens and visions will be pouring. Idea. You'll be there or something will click. Pew. You'll be there or something will click. Cop. You'll be there. Hey. <laughs> let me tell you. All creative people are spiritual people. There's no one carnal person who is creative. You have to be spiritual. Either you are on the side of God or on the side of the devil. You understand? Yeah. So if you are a child of God, the spirit must do something to give you creativity, concept, and ideas. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. It's powerful. Salabaka. Sulala bala. Secredi malandos. Praise God. Pay the tithe with the God first mentality. That when, the when you receive your salary, God must be first as a priority for spending. That spending for God is first, then spending for bag is second. Praise the Lord. Spend, that removing the tithe is what comes into your mind first. Than sending remittance or mobile money. The, something should arrange your spirit in such a way that God is first on that scale of preferential spending. Praise the Lord. Is that clear? Are you sure it's clear? Or I should keep speaking. Number two, pay the tithe of all. Pay what? Tithe of all. Like I said last week, I said some of you, you only pay the tithe because this is, a, this, is my, this is my regular job. But of course, if you have a regular job, I don't want to use irregular job. You have other jobs. And God is blessing you through those other jobs. <laughs> it should be legitimate anyway. <laughs> It's a it's because in the Garden of Eden, there were at least four streams that were opened to water one garden. So God opens more than one stream to water you in terms of income. He doesn't, if, if your civil servant job is the only thing you are eating from, you'll be poor. Do you know why you'll be poor? Because there is something called minimum wage. Minimum wage economically is not calculated to make anybody rich. It's calculated to just put you just above the poverty line. That's all. Just above the poverty line. Pay bills, blah, blah, blah. And then you just have enough to go through the month. If you are just not even having like... So when you start having more than one dependent... You start, as your variable factors are increasing in spending, you are getting poorer. And some of you don't have television in your room, so you've just been giving bet. Like one, two, three, seven, 
eight, nine. Because your wife is only television you watch. So since you are Father Abraham, God must open more channels. <laughs> and you must pay tithe of all. Tithe of all. Leviticus 27.30. All the tithe. Whether from tree or from whatever. Look at what he said. And all the tithe of the land. Whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. <laughs> Whether it's the fruit of the land or seed of the tree, wherever it's coming from, give it to God. Is it clear? All right. Number three, the tithe is, is to be brought into the storehouse raw, 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 R-A-W, raw. Bring the tithe directly into the storehouse. That is... Don't say I'm using my tithe to buy microphone for the church. It's, it's not in your power. Say, Pastor, I've used my tithe to buy microphone or camera for no. The Bible said bring. So you don't say, Oh, I, I think I didn't like the curtains in the church. So um, this month, Pastor, I've used my tithe to buy curtains at wherever. Please let the people go for it. Who, who sent you? He said, bring the tithe. Tell somebody, bring it. <laughs> I think that one too is clear. If you want to buy curtains for the church, buy from your 90. Buy from your what? No, don't, don't say, I'm, I'm choosing that now. No, I'm using the tithe to be buying chairs. No, bring it. If you want to buy chairs, we'll go and buy. Number four, pay the tithe faithfully and tirelessly. Faithfully means that don't break the cycle of the payment. Some people pay this month, next month they don't pay, they pay another month. You are just always destroying the cycle. So when the consistency is not there. Faithfully and tirelessly. So when you don't pay consistently, you also break the flow of the blessing. God is getting ready to bless you and then we are inside the gutter because there's no connection. So you pay. So some people pay 11 months and they drop one moment because ah, you are so close. You have to now start all over again. I don't know if this is helping somebody. Lastly, pay the tithe at the place of your spiritual nourishment. Pay the tithe at the place of your word. So, if you look into the Bible, the Lord said, I have sanctified a place with my name. Go there and pay. If you work with Barclays, Stanchard doesn't pay you. Two of us. Where you expend your effort, that's where you get your pay from. So where you feed from spiritually, that's where you send your tithe. 
So under no circumstances you say, oh, I sent it to TDJ's ministries. You know, no, no, no. no it's, it's not proper. It's not Bible. You can send offering. And I encourage you, when you see a good ministry doing something great, send them an offering. But the tithe, which might be the smallest portion anyway, because you can send all your 90. But bring your tithe here. If you are blessed, it won't be bad at all to clap your hands. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You see, one of the reasons why we pay the tithe is that God knows that you might not even give an offering. Because giving an offering is not too mandatory. But his portion you cannot keep. And God's portion is what is used to push his kingdom agenda on earth. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So it's, it's very important. That is why he blesses the people who harness him with a tithe. With an open heavens. And ideas. This month, I'm praying for ideas for you. Concept that will bring you wealth in the name of Jesus. And if you ask people who honor God with the tithe, they will tell you that life has never been tight for them. Some way, somehow, God opens it all and gives them, praise the Lord, tithers don't get stranded. And I'm praying that God will give you the grace to obey and walk in tithing so that you see his glory. Can you put your hands together for the Lord? You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service. 9.30 a.m. for the second service and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.